0: This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, June the 14th, 2022, episode 378. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We've actually got some survival video game news this week. My name is Nick Craig. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to check me out, you can visit my website, the new and improved nickcraig.com or visit our website infectionpodcast.com. Of course, I can't be on this voyage alone joining me as he does each and every week from looks like a complete uh city societal collapse in your background there brian welcome to, w- welcome to america in 2022 brian yes, with aldridge. Say welcome. Yeah, welcome
1: things
0: to have been biden's rough america.
1: a lot of california is moving in i just i don't know what happened here it's just falling yeah, apart
0: yeah welcome to biden's america hey brian how, how are
1: you guys i'm doing very well if you want to find me you can find me at brian aldridge on gab parlor getter uh most of them. But of course, if you want to go to uh Twitter, it's gotta be Boise Computer. Um if you want to go to my blog, that's Bite of Tech.com. And where I would encourage you to go is to our website, infectionpodcast.com. And if you go there, on the right hand side we have join our server on Discord. It's a free app, totally easy to use, web-based, mobile, desktop, whatever you want to use on there. And uh it's where we communicate. If there's a topic maybe that we're missing you think we should be covering. Throw a uh, link to it in the news channel. Uh, if you want to play some ARC, we've got 10 servers going right now, possibly 11 uh, soon here. We'll see. And uh, a lot going on. So if you want to check out the video forms of the show, you can do that through Twitch, YouTube, Bitshoot, and DLive. And then the audio forms on the lower right-hand side. So if you are trying to listen live, you have to do that through a video link. If you want to uh, do the actual podcast version, that is recorded and upload after the fact. But if you do do that, there will be show notes you can follow while you listen. So if you go to the particular episode and click uh, click those, there's a video player, audio player, and all the links that we refer to throughout the episode. So a lot of ways that you can you can maybe catch a video or check out an article that we're referring to so that you can research it yourself. If you want to support us, there's support up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support, where there's Prime Gaming Subs, Humble Bundle, all kinds of different things that you can do to help support the show. And we thank you to everyone for that has done that up to this point. So there's lots yes, of, uh, sir. Lots of money sitting in an account ready to go to a convention or do something with.
0: Yes. Uh, Brian, would you just turn your mic down just a tad? You're a little little hot there. Um, I want to thank our friend Saul Goodman, who hit us up with the resubscription 30, 45 seconds after we finished the recording uh, last Tuesday. So, Saul, thank you very much. Uh, He said, uh, Raid Shadow Legends has made a deposit to your account. That was his message on uh, on Twitch. So, Saul, thank (laughs) you very much. It is greatly appreciated. Well, Brian, you mentioned, um, I'm going to take over the, uh, you mentioned arc and servers for arc and it has been, uh, it's been a hot minute since we've discussed arc our days of discussing the show notes and everything week in and week out, but it now is official arc two is a thing and it is going to be out, um, in 2023, uh, there is a trailer yes. for it. Um, do you want to discuss anything before we roll into the trailer? I guess.
1: Um, okay, so it will be released on PC and Xbox, and they're going to be. It's going to be a part of the Game Pass. So oh, really? If you're, yeah. So from, from what I, from what I've seen, and we'll be talking. There's some things we'll be discussing later that show this to confirm it. But uh, from what I remember from going through earlier, this is included in the Game Pass. So that'll be something pretty cool because uh, right when it comes out you'd be able to jump on and start playing and, and it'll supposedly have all the features of the original arc. So um, let's go ahead and play a video because this is unreal engine five mm. uh, that this is one of the first things that really showed unreal engine five before their big announcements and releasing and all this uh, this what studio wildcard had been developing this and uh, Vin Diesel, right? Is this Vin Diesel? Or, it is Vin right? Diesel. The, yeah. Vin, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel. He, uh, I guess he he loves this game, so he was a part of it and did a big push. So I'm assuming he's doing more of the artistic style to make it I, what, have a story. Yeah,
0: I, can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, that's a, in, <laughs> I can't imagine he's in there uh, doing blueprints, Brian. If I was a gambling man, I would say that yeah. that's not what Vin Diesel is doing.
1: So, but but what what has Ark lacked up to this point? A story, a, a real story that tied it all together. There's there's lots of hints at the a story. They almost would tell a story, but then it seems like they never quite told it. And they'd make it so spread out that you couldn't quite piece it all together. Hopefully here, you know, this is someone who said, hey, why don't you guys turn this into something where you're actually telling a story so that there's something that people can get behind and you can make twos, threes, and fours of. Yeah, um, exactly. But let's go ahead and play this so we can see, see the graphics because that's what really I'm looking forward to because that was one thing that the original arc really did, I think, was kind of show graphics and push the limits on graphics that we hadn't really seen on a PC. Gotcha. Let's take a look. My dad tells stories of a terrible war that happened across the sky.
0: Heroes fought and died to give us a chance to start over.
1: All that I know from their Earth are the creatures they sent along with us. And here on Arat, every day is a fight to survive.
0: Anyone can tame this new world. We can. All right. What do we think?
1: Uh, I mean. I like the idea that they're telling a story. They're obviously continuing after mm-hmm. uh, because if you look, they showed the uh, emblems. I don't remember what they call them now, but the the little uh, glass things in their arms that would glow and all that.
0: Yeah. What were the, a, the hell I mean, were those a, a, called? A dodo. Uh. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember what it was called. Were like, they uh, called artifacts? Uh, no, I thought those were things that dropped, but.
0: Oh yeah, I hate uh, yeah, eating. One pick one him right right up here. off the ground whenever you would
1: die. So, you see the so dodo sitting the, yeah, there on, eating. One. So that's that that that's back. an old yeah. dead player.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah well, so, some guy on a some guy on a beach with a rock in his hand and a little piece of string on <laughs> to cover up his uh, genitals. Uh, and now he's uh, he's washed up and a dodo's eating the little uh, little uh, cross thing
1: there. And I'm hoping that this, you know, if you look at their page, so I looked at their Steam page and kind of saw the things that they're promising in Arc Two cross-platform modding that's something that has it's not an epic yet but i i think maybe they have i don't well, know if they have the mods actually in arc 4 console that can play on a pc server so i don't know that that happens
0: th- that's always been a tough issue and you know who's actually led the charge on that is ben bethesda that was one of their big things yeah. and i know that fallout 76 was an unmitigated disaster but it yeah, it did have the um, that cross support. I think Skyrim, maybe I think Skyrim's got some of that yes. cross yeah, platform do. support. But see the way that mm-hmm. they've done it is, I'm trying to remember. I uh, so let, let me. I'm not. They turned it expert. into their
1: own little store. Well, well that's okay, what so, I wanted so to with say. Like so how for the, how do the other ones? Did,
0: how did arc work how did mods work on arc i don't think i ever installed any mod now of course there were server side mods that would that would download Mm -hmm. onto your computer what would could you do individual
1: game mods too yeah so what so what you do is you go to the workshop Uh in steam and then you subscribe to whatever mods now that would allow you to play them locally but Mm -hmm. as a server manager what you do is you enable mods on the server when the person tries to connect to it if they have a they can disable this feature but it'll start downloading all of the mods from steam that, that they're one that I need to use for that server. Well, it comes to be a problem when you want to log into, for instance, our servers, I had to disable, I, they have crossplay on it, but I disabled it because we can run some mods and Epic doesn't have their mod thing finished yet in their launcher. So there are no mods for anybody who's playing through the Epic store. Uh, but then you have then you have mods maybe that are for console if that developer didn't develop them for the console they need to make their modding system so universal that it that it works between console, PC, everywhere, it's all the same language, all the same, you know, things API that needs to talk to.
0: So what they um what Bethesda did and this is what um uh CD uh, not CD Project but Jesus. Um wildcard is going to have to do with this is they're going to have to create their mod platform like uh bethesda did like for example looking at um looking at this picture if i can pull it up please um yeah so looking at like a picture like this which i can Mm -hmm. zoom in on this is the
1: i believe this is yeah this is the skyrim Skyrim,
0: mod library but it's handled in game. Right? Because you're talking like it looks example, the same
1: on PC and console.
0: Well, it's not that it even looks the same, it's that all of the mods are equally available, um, which yeah. does create some problems because obviously, not every single mod that you do on PC is going to work on a console, and that's fine. They've got, you know, if you're a developer and you just want it to be on PC, that that's not a problem. But they're going to have to have some sort of integrated mod system. If the game yeah. is on, steam it's also on epic it's also going to be on xbox and if you mentioned brian game pass if it's available for streaming well that's mm-hmm. the only way because you don't physically have a copy of the game that you're that you're running yeah yep, so it's exactly. gonna have to be like this which is i think and that'd be uh, which, interesting
1: to see how they do that with the with the streaming because usually when you're doing game pass and you're streaming something yeah i've never i don't know how they handle doing mods do they allow you to actually install a mod on a stream one well that's the Make, thing is it's you're not
0: it's not technically going to be installed if it has to go through this this marketplace it's going to i mean yeah Yes and no. It has I don't, to I don't download really, it. Yeah, you're right. It does so, have to download it. I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe this game so, won't be available for streaming. I don't know. Just because it's on yeah. Game Pass doesn't mean it's streaming. Or at streaming least not with available. mods
1: on streaming. You know, It might be that, the, that mods are disabled on the streaming yeah. version.
0: So they say that the for the cross-platform mod, they say it's fully stackable, user-created mods for new creatures, items, gameplay features, and maps are now distributed across all platforms along with support modding unofficial servers, which... Support modded unofficial servers. So, I mean, unofficial servers have always supported modding. So, I'm not sure exactly what that means.
1: Um, well, okay, but, but okay, but wait, but listen, support for modded unofficial servers. We are a modded unofficial server, and right now, Epic can't play on ours.
0: Oh, I see. So, because because you're an unofficial server, I see. Okay, so that makes sense. But
1: they they don't have support on all platforms right now for to install mods everywhere. So this gotcha. is promising that on everything it's going to release to. The modding system will be set,
0: yeah now the arguably the only controversial thing in here, and I'm sure there'll be more this trail only dropped like a day ago is right here, Brian best in class third person only gameplay, and this has got yeah. a lot of people frustrated um that played uh, the, the you know arc enthusiasts that really enjoyed first person play, which I'm trying to think when I played uh, i don't I don't think many people played Arc first person. I, I obviously it's anecdotal. I always played it in third person because you're always trying yeah. to see around you. Um, but this has got a lot of people frustrated, but now say this um, and or, Orlog gaming says, I prefer first person in every game. I guess the good yeah. news is if they support modding, Brian, First-person mod, right? Problem solved, presumably.
1: Cam- camera's right here. Here we go. <laughs> That's and all and I and, to, to and do, I really. assume
0: if it truly has this fully stackable mod interface, it will likely support something like that. Um, Falcon says, I played third-person. Uh, I think Brian and I did as well, but I don't know why they would restrict it to that. Now, I think there, there's... I agree. I'm not sure why they restricted it to that, but the, what I will say is that it... it when you're building a game and, and especially when you're de- dealing with a universe that's being created, you might lose out on some pretty significant things by mm-hmm. playing in first person. And maybe they've just determined that you don't get the full feature of the game with ju- with just playing in, in in first person. I agree they shouldn't restrict it. Um, but that I guess that's part of maybe how they just want the game to run they want it to play in third person the same way that a first first person shooter call of duty you can only play in first person Uh, so maybe it's it's something like that
1: i don't know from reading the things after that they've put like for instance mantling free climbing parkour sliding and swinging it's possible that some of those they just don't look right you know when you're doing free climbing if they've got the camera in front of your face you're staring at a wall well can't, yeah you know there's got to be a point where they got to swing back it's never it can't be a first person only and really be able to handle some of the mechanics that i they think they're trying to do but why lock it allow people to do first person and when you go into one of those things that you kind of need a third person perspective to do it then kick the camera back i mean it's really yeah. it's really easy to do it on Unreal. there's no reason why they couldn't uh yeah i have a tutorial on it if they want to go look at it on my youtube video
0: so i'm, I mean, I'm uh on. it's not so, that hard I, they put this is the uh, looking back at their Steam page, um, you know one, two, th- this is the third bullet point on here. So it's very high up on their list of things. Um,
1: yeah, they consider that says, important.
0: They consider it important. They're not trying to bury it or hide it or obfuscate what it is. It's very high up there, and they, they, they have. This is not going to change. They have set their. This is a high enough priority for them. They put it as their third bullet point. It's going to stay. Hopefully, for the first person folks, a mod will be able to. Uh, do what you want, potentially. But th- I, I think maybe the
1: next this. bullet point is possibly the reason why they want third person as well. If you what look is at that? The combat system that they're they're promising it's a target lock type of system, more like Souls, in uh, um, Dark Souls. So this is one where I think maybe for the combat system, because that's not how the old one. I mean, the old one you could it didn't. I don't remember it locking really. Right? Did it lock? I don't remember arc locking no, when you're arc, doing combat. No, arc, I thought you just no, had to I, aim at the I thing remember. and keep swinging.
0: That's kind of how it was. Yeah.
1: So, this actually has blocks, dodges, combos, staggers, special attacks with a skills based action combat. So, that's totally new. The old one isn't like that. So, maybe the third person, you know, that's to make that system work as well. Because I think if you're going to first person, it's going to keep making, it's going to keep breaking the experience that they're trying to provide.
0: It might even break the experience. It might be unplayable. I mean, the locking system might not work in first person. Um,
1: yeah, moving on from if that. swing around to block something you can't see them. I mean, be, yeah, it would be a mess. Uh,
0: so their next bullet point is massive new alien environment. Explore a mysterious, chaotic world where native flora and flo- f- fauna, fauna f- I guess, F A U N. and fauna. Flora and fauna are being overrun oh. by invasive primitive creatures from the extinct Earth. Um then they've got a new component based item craft and it says construct construct your weapons and tools from a range of distinct modules so the previous arc was resources um yeah and i i don't i don't I, I presume they haven't changed the word resources to modules, but they say to customize their look and functionality, millions of possible combinations enable you to craft your own unique gear so instead of just uh you know three stones and a couple pieces of, of wood yeah. to make a regular stone axe you can potentially craft it in different ways to to do different things with that so that's pretty cool um yeah. they've got dynamic world events on here natural and unnatural occurrences are always happening across the game world independent of your presence so this is that 24-hour clock um mm-hmm. and with that Brian does ark has always had the 24-hour clock system because right? even if you're not logged in if nobody's logged into the server your dinos and stuff are still eating correct and they're still drawing resources
1: well, it goes into like a stasis mode it's yes. kind of how they handle it so could, but that's more for resources because we run 10 servers on one server or 10, 10 arc instances on one server and that imagine if all of those dinosaurs were constantly moving when nothing is happening they must do something so that major events happen, and that's probably maybe what they're fixing in this one. But what they would do is when there's nobody in that zone, all that stuff goes into stasis, kind of stops moving. Uh, but, I don't know if but, they simulate maybe future movement when you come into the root, into the area of it to, to make it seem like it, but there's not things happening current, in the current Arc 1 when you're not in that zone.
0: So you're telling me if you're on a server, and let's say there's two people that play on the server, and you've got mm-hmm. a trough that you filled with food for your various pets that you're toting around if yep. those two players are logged out those dinosaurs are not consuming those resources even if they're
1: in stasis I think uh, well I think what it does is it calculates when it comes and brings them out of stasis what happened it, it can do that right? in seconds you yeah. know it doesn't need to trickle it over the whole day it, it, it will put them in the stasis when it pulls them out all right what did you do oh, okay this one died and then you'll see the dinosaur came <laughs> in range drop dead. okay yeah yeah also they may be calculations for dinosaurs as far as if they're not being fed because they'll die when you're offline still right there's some sort of timers that they have going in the background that this dinosaur if he's not fed in this amount of time uh, yeah i there's ways they do it they must do some sort of calculations i'd have to look at their programming and i have it yeah i don't think that stuff's available in their modding kit to even see
0: Moving on from oh. that, this is interesting, opposing PVE forces. So there's going to be hostile hunt and attack groups um, that will be riding their own tame creatures as they seek to drive the individuals. This
1: is human AI, right? This,
0: this is, yeah, this is, now obviously there's already PVE in the game, but it's typically PVE versus other dinosaurs and creatures. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it is, oh, it doesn't sound like this is PVE versus other NPCs that are living in the game, um, which again, goes back to this idea of this, the, of this stasis. How is that all going to work with this world? If you've now got more than just dinosaurs roaming around and you've got actual forces that could be attacking your base when you're gone, not even other yes. players, Tru- yep. uh, just full on AI NPCs doing it. So that's super cool um, that, that, yes. that they've implemented that. Um, after that, they've got advanced template template building and sharing um it sharing, says so she,
1: i mean you've, oh, excuse you've got me, sharing. That's the thing is because you you can build a building make a blueprint of it pretty much and then share that blueprint so someone else can build something about the same it, is that what? Uh, that's I, what i'm getting like for like big structures or is it talking about performance like no i like, say, i think it says survivors can set up
0: and save their own preferred building template, share them in place, perspective template layouts in the world, and then build them out as a team. So this is falling into mm. the forest, which has got that template based building system. Brian, I'm going to build a house here. It builds mm. the little mock ghost, blueprint of what you're building and you dump resources. Arc as of right now is you craft the resource, then place it. This is going to be, and it's always been a problem, right? Cause it's like, does anybody have, you know, 10 more thatch to build this or I need 25 mm-hmm. more wood to build this. Well, now, instead of them having to dump it onto the world and, and drop it and, and then you pick it up yep. and then craft it, they can now go and dump it directly into that. So that's a really yeah, cool and mechanic this as what well. And
1: this the forest did. And we yes. that's where we really saw this one of the first times was in the forest. And that was it's great fine, because as a group, that's perfect for group play because it's not like, okay, everybody dump everything into that, build this many pieces of this. You could pre-scheme out your build run out there, drop it, and just have people keep on feeding it as it sits there and builds itself. Um, and, and one thing they put a note in here of as far as the future performance thing, instance, render, instance rendering and network streaming enable much higher client and server performance for large player-built structures and a longer draw distance. Um, so that's going to, that, you know, we've, we know in Arc with these giant bases when you come into zones and you're just sitting there waiting for it to render. And that's how people were able to see what's inside of people bases because people would build such big bases. They'd come into the zone and then they have to wait for the, their internet connection to download the whole building as they come into the space of it. So this is going to kind of cut out that because people could see what was in your building just as it rendered. They'd see it render around all your possessions and know whether it yeah. was not uh, worthy of going in there and stealing your stuff.
0: Yeah, now this is a very old video um, so keep, take this in mind for, keep this in mind. This mm-hmm. is from 2014, but this is the forest's building system where you, yeah. the, all of the things in white are ghosts of what you want to build and you dump the resources in to to build them over time. Um, so that's kind of the whole, and you can see right here and again, this is a very old uh, video, but dumping those resources in to building that item, which again, as you mentioned, Brian, for group play is yep. so much better because then, you know, yep. if and, and it also comes down to one of the problems that we've seen as well in games like Ark, when you're playing with a group of five or six or more people, Brian is the one that's gotten all of the nodes to build the, um, you know, Brian's the one that's got all the nodes to, to build the structure and he's logged off and we want to continue to build the the house up or build the base up yep. we can't do that because maybe we don't have maybe we've decided to go into the tools node or something like that so this yep. would allow you Brian or whoever you probably determine is your base builder to craft everything and build the whole blueprint and then over time individuals can just dump their supplies onto it and it builds itself so it's multifaceted in how it helps there yeah um
1: yeah. and i think this is going to be a much better clan experience because that's what this game as they discovered is definitely a clan based game you there are people that play solo but what keeps people really playing is getting big groups together and that's what really kept us playing it for so long when yeah we did.
0: can you explain a little bit about this sensory based creature ai and what you know about that
1: yeah so if you think of think of radar systems in a, in like an airport and you see the circle and you can see the ping that's kind of how a lot of easy simple ai works anything that comes into that circle uh, gets detected. Now, they could put some rules on that, but what they're going to do here is treat it more your, like your real senses. So animals can now track by, uh, and hunt by sight, sound, and smell. Uh, so, so the main thing with sight, that just means that if there are obstacles between you and them, or maybe you're hiding in something that gives you cover, that won't trigger that animal. Unlike the old system where if you came in within the circle
0: so like and maybe there wasn't rock.
1: something yeah, you can hide behind a rock now and it shouldn't chase you. Um, also, you know, sound, same thing. Unreal Engine has really good systems for kind of dampening sound out from your player based on environment, based on, you know, various things. So maybe you wear a pair of boots can, that
0: they, are, are quiet, quiet boots that won't yeah. tip off and won't be as loud as, as regular boots when you're walking through brush or something, right?
1: Exactly. So they can have maybe closed, because remember the there was the... Uh, the gear that they have is kind of like the sniper clothes in arc. You could have something like that, that maybe runs a little bit quieter. So you make less noise when you wear them. It's less, it gives you a closer distance that you can get to those animals before, for trigger, before triggering them. Uh, and I think that this sight, sound, smell, smell, I'm not sure how that's going to work. How yeah, do you program idea. that into a video game? You know, you've got to have something on you, perhaps rotting meat, something like yeah, that.
0: absolutely. That
1: puts off a smell. I'm assuming that's how they're triggering is based on what's in your inventory. What do you have that could put out a smell that will attract them to you as well? So maybe you're being silent. Maybe you're, you're not moving and you have something in your bag that stinks. That thing may still smell you out and come and chase you, which I think is a, is a more realistic and better mechanic.
0: Well, and it would you know, add it makes up, you know, think the, about
1: those extra things
0: the idea of putting a stack of meat on you to go out for, you know, a couple of hours, maybe that's not yeah. as lucrative as it once was because you're now going to be triggering any sort of carnivore that's that's running around the world and trying to eat you. Um the next yeah. thing on here is character progression. I'm not we're not going to go into that. That game's already got an incredible amount of character progression. And then the yeah. last one here Brian is full utilization of Unreal 5's technology. What does that mean?
1: Well, first of all, uh the foliage, the first point they bring out is it's reactive foliage. So when you walk by it, the grass moves. So as animals go through, uh, you'll see the grass react to their movement. Perhaps you're chasing something and you're trying to figure out which ways it ran into the forest. Look at where the branches are still swinging back and forth and you'll be like, oh, that's the way that thing ran. That's a pretty cool mechanic, especially if this is a hunting game. It sounds like they're trying to make it more serious as far as realistic. Now, I like that personally. Uh, Water flows downstream, so if you want to put something into the water, it'll float downstream. Um, It goes around obstacles, so if you place something in the water that's an obstacle, the water will flow around it, which definitely doesn't happen right now. Uh, You know, you can't even really... It's just water, right? Uh, Now, with this, it's going to be very reactive. Uh, We'll see at what point they turn it, because there's going to be a point where there's performance impacts, and I'm kind of curious at how... Of course, Arc 1 started out like a, a performance monster, just horrible. Uh, and they've tuned it over so much time that now it works pretty well. It's a huge game. Or sorry, the original Arc. It's a huge yeah, game. Gigabytes. But gigabytes. But it's yeah, it's a huge amount of gigabytes. This one, let's just see where they go with it. Because I can imagine with all these super high quality graphics and all this going on, it's going to be a giant game as well. Um, the lighting systems, there's a, Unreal Engine 5 with Nanite and everything else. It's just them taking full advantage of this and having those super realistic high resolution kind of what you've seen in all those uh those videos showcasing unreal engine 5 it's going to be more realistic than games that we're used to we're just starting to see unreal engine 5 games come out because i mean look at the pond remember when i would freak out about the 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 swamps in the original arc i just i remember going there originally sitting in the swamp and just being amazed because you got to think of how many years ago this is now Uh, the way video games look has changed a lot in the last five years yeah in the last five years the video games have changed quite a bit and I just remember going into that scene and just being amazed on a multiplayer game how they pulled off the way the swamps looked felt and sounded Um, I think they're going to pull something off like this again with this because just the way that the water will react and you know seeing the creatures go into the water and just all that stuff will be really cool to see because I don't think we've that's the, my, been my biggest complaint is I don't feel like we've been seeing games taking advantage of the technology because I think that there's no games making things for the new versions of the consoles. I think that's been the big downside is there's the technology is out there to do this. I just don't think they have been because why would you make something for the new Xbox or the new PS? Uh, who's, who owns those and who's playing those? People don't seem to care because most people still have their old consoles. Or you're playing on other devices or a PC now, you know. Things are moving away from that. So this, this is going to be one of the first one that's really taking advantage of that. That's that's what I'm looking forward to, especially with the modding, because it'll be pretty cool seeing what people make and make for it as well.
0: So that is Arc Two um, out in 2023. We don't know when. Um, nope. We just know 2023, presumably late. I would guess since they didn't say spring or summer, I think it's a safe bet yeah. to say late 2023. I They're always be... late, anyways. They are always late, anyways. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, Brian. I uh, saw this. When did this come out? Monday or uh, yeah, Sunday? I think is when this 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 new Sunday or Monday was when it first came out. The 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 trailer and everything was released. Um, I haven't been excited about a video game in a hot minute. And watching yeah. this trailer for Arc Two, just you know, reminiscing a little bit about all of the fun we had in in the original Arc, and I know a lot of people still playing Arc. I haven't played it in years. Um, I'm beyond hyped for this game.
1: Yeah, this looks, I, sick. and I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm just worried. I'm I'm worried whether or not my computer will be able to play it by then. Yeah, With I'm whatever performance thing this is going to be doing. You know, I'm I don't want to play on console, but I'm curious what what will the graphics look like well, just like the original arc you know people were playing it on super low settings and it was like how can you play on that i don't want to be that guy um th- so there's a couple
0: of things um the first is can this uh well first will this push people to get uh new GPUs and i'll tell you what yeah. these GPUs are now available uh you can you can buy them they're not as hard to get as they once were. I mean, they're on slick deals constantly. Yeah. They're they're in stock everywhere. The question is, do you want to spend, um, you know, $600 on a GPU or whatever? The point is, I haven't done it, and I've had the availability to purchase it, uh, purchase one. I haven't because I haven't had a game that was going to take advantage of it That yet. uses it,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, think so, just, I think you're starting to see these Unreal Engine games come out. You'll start to see people saying, wait, there's this version of the graphics, and then there's this version. Yeah. I want to get I want to get that one because there there is a big night and day difference when you look at the way that it's rendering and just not having to downscale everything. It's doing it all dynamically. Because uh, I I tried to run the editor. I was playing around in Unreal Engine 5 editor this past week and trying to just do that city sample that they did for. There's a small version of the city sample that they did for uh, for one of their for demos UE5? here recently on Unreal Engine 5 and loading that just trying to move around because i hit play you know play it played it in an a new window and it was just delayed <laughs> and so that that's my concern is it definitely is more resource intensive to run uh to do that and my video card i have a 1080 uh i have a 1070 but i it, but it doesn't i don't think it's running this new technology to do all this new stuff i think i'm just right below because they said you are you're not GTX. running RTX yeah so that's that's kind of a downer but hey it'll it'll run on my new oh, xbox with RTX, so so maybe i'll play it on there
0: so so yeah let's look at that you're talking about did they did they they haven't released system requirements on it yet um so that'll be interesting to see what they do but brian i think it's only fair that we pay homage as you mentioned arc trailer versus reality to our uh to our old classic
1: we had yes that's it the video, the
0: video cracks me up every time the guy's playing on like a intel uh like a fifth generation intel laptop with intel integrated hd graphics see i just don't just want to like be that guy garbage.
1: trying to play uh, arc 2 and just lagging <laughs> all the, the resolution all the way down yeah yeah. So yeah, yeah. Our
0: trailer, you know, fourteen forty p, one hundred and twenty frames. Reality two forty p low, eleven frames a second, something like that. But in all seriousness, yeah. the reason, and I'm being dead serious, the reason I have not bought a new GPU yet is I can't justify spending five six hundred dollars on a GPU right now when I don't have anything worth playing. If I want to play Arc yeah, no. 2, I I here's the thing. I'm in need for one anyway, and so are you. We both got 10 generations before RTX. So we're in need yeah. of a new GPU. It's just it's it's time to upgrade. But I wasn't going to do it just for mm. the hell of it cuz they're available. If I know that Arc 2 is going to require um something that which it's going to, something more powerful, well I'm going to start looking now. And and when I see yeah. one of these available at a price and what I want, I'll probably go ahead and buy it. Cuz prior to this, yeah. it was like for what Call of Duty is about the only thing I've been playing any little bit at all I've been playing Halo 5 that that runs that runs totally fine there's no reason to buy it um but now there might be so this this is this is good this is great I'm very right, so, much looking hey, forward to this
1: Let's move on to another game another sure. one that is very tied to our our roots <laughs> Let's talk about Bohemia Re- uh, Interactive's new Arma Reforger that they put out here recently Yeah this is a pre-release Kind of a, a tease to the new Arma that they're they're putting out. I think it's something that's giving modders and everybody a chance to start updating their mods, and it's a base small version of the game. But let's go ahead and play the trailer first because I the, the graphics to me shocked me compared to what I was expecting from Arma. Because uh, okay. we all know what Arma looks like. We got to think, oh, yes. how old is that engine? This is where all the battle royales spawned. Mm-hmm. This is this is the early days. Uh, is where Arma, you know, came in. So this is their new Reforger and using their new engine, or their A new engine, I think that's one that they've made, uh, but it definitely is much more advanced than the old one. Let's go and check it out.
0: Peggy 16. Hi guys 16.
1: Their lighting system is much more advanced than they So, first of all, much closer to a more recent uh, Call of Duty, as far as graphics, right? I would mm-hmm. say it's they brought it much closer uh, to a modern, today's era game. Um, also, this Infusion Engine, this is, I think, the I don't know if we've seen anything else that uses this yet, but definitely a step up. It's still going to have all the strong modding, which I think is the most important part, because I think... Since ARMA has become more and more outdated, we haven't seen a lot of those new game modes being created just because it's so antiqu- antiquated now. Uh, this yeah, is why would you be... build a
0: mod for an old game and an old engine that can't take advantage it... of new stuff? Yeah.
1: Exactly. There's a limit to the map sizes, performance, just a lot of issues. So this is their first step towards ARMA 4, which will have the fully moddable platform for the future that they're trying to build. They have a 51-square-kilometer 50 uh, map in the middle it's a mid-Atlantic island that they're they're having in this initially, and I think a lot of it's just just mainly for the modders. You know, they're putting in uh, conflict, all the some of the modes that they've used before. It's available on multi-platform, so this this will be nice because and actually it's Xbox and PC uh, for the for the first time in the Arma c series. So it's it's oh, going to be both cool. on those, not on PlayStation. So that's Mm. one thing to keep in mind. Uh, Their modded content now is available to all. It can be downloaded by console owners from the workshop, similar to what we were talking about earlier. They're doing that same system so that they can have mods that work across all platforms. They have their own mod shop that they're managing to do this, Uh, and it has a content creation sharing repository that's exclusive to this game. So if you make something, you can share it and do all that internally, and it goes to consoles and PC. Uh, This is multiplayer, so you'll of course that's. For people that haven't played this, it, that's why people loved it so much. Because you could hi, heavily mod this and then also be multiplayer. So they were able to make the first Battle Royales, DayZ, things like this and, in here. And I'm, I'm really excited more to see what people create. Because I think we've been so limited on something that makes it easy for a non-programmer. you know, A person who's not a real pro, a professional programmer right, to sit there and make some of these things. It, it, the, you know, it's short of going into Unreal Engine 5 and trying to make something yourself. This is a much easier way to do it. So I think it's pretty cool. They show their editor on here. It's got the workbench, so you can use it to create mods, create maps, things like that. Uh, you know, they extended the original mod workshop and, and, and improved it some. Uh, and it it looks good. I Until it gets played, though, and of course, they can make things look good in videos but let's see how it actually performs. Is it going to be super slow? Is it going to be a reasonable speed? Um, is it going to be something where you can play a hundred players on a map? There's a lot of things. I think we still, but it, this is out. So people are playing it, but I'm, I'm more of wondering what's the final performance going to be. Are we going to be able to do a hundred players, 200 player maps and not have it lag out?
0: Yeah. And that's of course the million dollar question. Um, I pulled up earlier, the steam reviews on it. it's been out about a month now. Um, it's, mixed right now 60%. There's about 5 5200 or so reviews on it. Just over 5200 reviews. 60% of them are positive. A lot of folks are saying just wait for Arma 4. Um so if you are a an Arma fan, obviously this is probably right up your alley, but uh it's it's up, it's available 29 bucks for that. Um read yep. some of the reviews I guess before you uh go ahead and uh, and and purchase it.
1: Yeah, and this is um, this is more I mean there are game modes in Arma, but Most people play it for the the mods. Absolutely. You can play through Uh, the story once if you wanted to. So,
0: Brian, uh, we've obviously... We haven't gotten into a lot this show because we've spent so much time on ARK. Um, But you were right yet again um, about your thoughts with Game Pass and streaming. And I caught this story late last week, right after our show. Um, I think it was maybe Wednesday or Thursday. I was checking... uh, I I do show prep for uh, my daily radio program, but I also have a couple of these like gaming and tech sites that I also just kind of flick through a couple of times a day, just kind of see what's going on. And to my surprise, well, it wasn't to my surprise, but to my uh, amazement, Brian, I saw this headline over at PC Gamer. Xbox Game Pass is bringing console-less game streaming to Samsung smart TVs. There wow. It is
1: i mean this is there how is. they take over the console market right yeah. how are they gonna how is how is sony <laughs> gonna compete with this when this is the netflix app being installed practically on every single uh tv and whatever screen you have it's gonna be the place that you go why would you subscribe to anything on sony when they're nowhere near placing these type of things on on small devices there's absolutely yeah. no reason to go and get a, get a console at this point if they can offer everything now modding that's one thing that we talked about will that be full, fully fully doable in this done the same way maybe maybe not but for your average player they don't care about all that stuff they're playing more standard games
0: so there's a couple of things to take away from this um, first is that it is not every single Samsung Smart TV so to yeah. start off, and by the way, this launches at the end of the month, June 30th. Um, so that will be so it won't it won't be the show next it'll be the show that we do on July the 5th, uh, or in and around July yeah. the 5th that we get our first look at this because it'll go live on June 30th. Um and it's gonna be originally supported the Samsung Neo uh Q L E D. TVs and the qled 2022 smart monitor series from Samsung is what will um will will start with this so these are not your traditional Samsung TVs that everybody is buying these are going to be more of your higher end televisions um which mm-hmm. I have said and, and from early on um that's how it has to be this even though you're st- even though you're just streaming, you still need the power on the device to do the decoding of that video. There is still resources that are, for example, yeah. open up, take a really old computer and open up a YouTube video or open up a Netflix yeah. stream. It will chug along and you might say, well, I'm not playing the video. Yeah, but you're decoding the video and that it takes processing power to do. So this is not going to be available on every smart TV, obviously at the start, yeah. but this seems to me, Brian, to be the um, – the, this is exactly what you and I have been talking about for the better part of probably close to two years now um, that this is going to be available on these TVs. This is remarkable. And, it's,
1: and it solves the RTX problem. You know, who has an RTX card? Are they going to care? Because if they're streaming it, they can stream it with RTX enabled, right? All they have to do yeah. is get the image to look how they want it to look in the end, send it to the TV – and it's done. So as long as the data centers are are using ray tracing and all that, your TV should display the ray tracing. Uh, yeah. So I think this does solve a lot of problems for hardware, especially when when you download when they start when people start learning. Okay, I have the Game Pass. Oh, I have a computer. I'm going to download this to my computer. And I'm going to play this game. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're going to play Arc Two on your uh, on your your you know, standard desktop computer that you purchased in from Walmart. No, you're not. But you know what? You can, you can stream and you can get a picture that looks like a high-end gaming PC and it'll probably feel pretty close to the same too. So I think that's going to make it to where they're going to be able to sell these new because I, I was wondering how in the world is Unreal Engine 5 going to release all these things and have it to where people can play them. Well, this is one way. People aren't playing them on local hardware. That way they don't have to go and buy a five or $600 video card just to play something that looks relatively new.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of the questions, of course, is how is this going to go moving forward? So this is only on televisions that have Samsung's Game Hub, which apparently is all of their new 2022 smart TVs. Uh, Samsung has already said they they uh, do not plan on offering the Samsung Game Hub on older televisions. Now, that might change once this gets out in the wild. They might bring it back to maybe the 2021 or 2020s, depending on the uh, the specs of it. But then the other question, of course, is how what are you going to do you're going to you know grab your television remote and use the use the stupid little arrow keys to play video games no obviously so part of this is also these televisions support uh bluetooth devices according to the game pass faq for this uh all standard bluetooth controllers as well as bluetooth wireless gaming headsets are also going to be supported on the gaming hub so not only will you be able to go ahead and connect your xbox controller or some other sort of bluetooth controller but you'll also be able to connect a gaming headset via bluetooth play chat and do all of that stuff on it as
1: well this is incredible and it it really is and i think it'll also one thing also as a person who consumes a lot of media is it's going to allow really cool controllers (laughs) because a lot of people don't realize that you have a very basic usually controller that's running your tv so that's why you have to aim it at the tv a lot of times when you're turning things on and off then you get ones like the uh, Fire TV or the Roku where you can aim it almost, almost in any direction because it's using a radio signal that it's broadcasting out and it just picks it up. With Bluetooth, uh, you're gonna, they'd be able to get a generic Bluetooth controller that could do all kinds of things with your computer or with your screen. So I think that kind of opens up a whole nother level. Of, it adds additional, I guess, selling features to the TV. Because Bluetooth, most TVs do not support Bluetooth.
0: Yeah, or if they support Bluetooth, they support... Like, like little headphones that's it. Well yeah, well not even headphones, I'd say they support little things like this, which is these little like yeah. this is a little bluetooth um I, yeah, this is a little bluetooth keyboard, controller. Yeah. yeah, that I use for my Raspberry Pi. Some of them might support something like this. Um but they definitely don't support controllers or if they did support controllers it wouldn't matter because there's nothing to really to really do with them. And you can
1: do um, keyboard and mouse just as easily on well, there too. Well,
0: that's the question is I don't know. That's not listed
1: presumably. I would assume I can't you imagine can imagine them not cuz Xbox Game Pass supports it, so I would think but you never know. Exactly.
0: Um, so now this brings forward at least the big question for me, Brian, which is okay, so we're going to you know, we're gonna support the streaming on the Samsung smart TVs, but the million dollar question is is this a one off deal with Samsung, or do we start seeing over the next two or three years new smart televisions that are coming out that support this out of the box is or is this just going to be relegated to your high-end uh samsung's obviously it's not going to be your high-end sony televisions you're not <laughs> i guarantee you that's yeah. not going to be supported um but you know your, your higher end samsung's maybe your um, trying to think of some other uh, Vizio, uh, I guess. Uh, Vizio is a really one. good one. Vizio Panas- actually is a very
1: high quality one.
0: Yeah, but they also sell LG some cheap ones. Makes LG, some. Panasonic, I think, still makes some yep. some smart TVs. Um, so, is it relegated to just those? And if so, you know, right now, I think a lot of folks, myself included, Brian, you go to Walmart and you get, you know, you don't buy the cheapest television on the shelf. But you go and you buy, you know, hey, I'm looking for a 70 inch television and you buy the you buy the cheapest Vizio that you can at that size or the cheapest TLC that you can at that size because they're pretty much all the same. And unless you're a, a picture buff or, or, or you know, you're know you super anal about that stuff, it really doesn't matter with this yeah. now. Maybe no, there when there you will, go right? to the store and you're saying, you know what, hey, I can get the, you know, close out special for 4.99. Or I can buy this super or I can buy this Samsung TV for 699 or 799 and it can do this stuff out of the box this might bring back more of the this could really hurt some of these bargain brand televisions um yeah. for 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 individuals because it's like getting a
1: free Xbox included with f- your TV like the five I mean, $600 the <laughs> yep. and five or six hundred dollar purchase yeah and uh, and that's the thing I, I think that you're gonna start seeing people look and be like oh well I want one that has this ability. But I'm wondering if they're kind of waiting because they've talked about that puck that they were going to release, that streaming device. Do they want to release that first so that the people primarily pick up their hardware or they want to roll it out to manufacturers and kind of pick up the slack with their device for people that don't have those TVs or don't want to get a new TV? Yeah, because Um, I mean, these
0: things things are crazy expensive. I just looked up one of the uh, Samsung QLEDs that they've listed and I, I don't know all of the models, but... Here's the here's one of their 2022 Neo QLEDs. This is only 65 inch. It's sixteen hundred dollars. It's normally two grand. Um, which, yeah, and
1: that's definitely the high end because if you look like built-in six speaker, object tracking sound and <laughs> but that's what
0: these are because that's these are the devices yeah. that have that. For example, High Sense, which you see on here, you know these High Sense televisions probably don't have the processing. They're still 4k. They still yep. might support QLED, but they don't have yep. the, uh, or they might not necessarily have the power to run something like this, or they don't have a marketplace to do it. They don't support Bluetooth yep. controllers to do it. There's a lot more to this than just being able to run the yep. app. It's running the app. Well, so just, and
1: yeah, putting the Netflix app on there. Exactly. It's, it's not correct. The same thing.
0: It's not the same thing at all. It's much more advanced. Um, so, Intr- obviously uh samsung smart televisions are incredibly popular they're they're kind of the them and lg are kind of the creme de la creme of um you know if you're buying a super high end smart tv or super high end television those are and, and sony too those three brands are probably your top there um i i i can't wait to see hopefully somebody has got hopefully somebody at one of these gaming blogs or some guy on youtube has got one of these TVs and can uh show off exactly how this thing show it works yeah. cuz i'm super interested to see how it works.
1: Well, i wanted i want to cover a couple more Xbox things really quickly before sure. we cuz we're running out of time. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, they had they had their uh, a a show here in the past week and one thing i was kind of surprised uh, it's is it Hideo, Hideo Kojima? He's a, a big PlayStation guy making games for pay, PlayStation. He came out at this new recent Xbox Game Studios presentation and said no more uh, friendship ended with Sony. Now Microsoft is my best friend. That's and he's the old making uh, all these things. That's my, the, for the old uh,
0: what's, that's, that's like that old Pakistani meme or whatever, where it's like, uh, how,
1: oh yeah, friends it? with. Uh, yeah, hold on, like let
0: me see one. if I can find I Yeah, that's the, that that that's the um, that's the that's uh, the yeah. Here we go. Um, let's see. Friendship ended with Musar. Now. Salman is my Sol- best friend.
1: Salman is my Salaman best friend. Salman is, is yes. my
0: best friend. Yeah, that's the that's the old uh, the old. I, I I'm not sure if it's Pakistan or whatever it is, but it's it's that it's that meme uh, friendship ending with Sony. <laughs> now Xbox is my best friend. Pretty yeah. good, pretty good. I give him, I give him <laughs> ten so, points for reviving that old meme.
1: Yeah, and so this is this is the partnership that led to Death Stranding and everything being on Sony. Sony. Yeah. So I think people are in Metal Gear Solid, all of those. I think that people are starting to see that Sony does not have a a path forward. They don't have a game plan that is going to win currently that people can see. If I were a person who made exclusive content for Sony, I'd be very nervous right now because I'm looking and seeing... There you go. I'm looking at seeing what what they're coming out with on Xbox. Uh, You're going to lose out on a lot of sales just the amount of people that will be able to access and play your game. I just see it shrinking and shrinking with the, with the PlayStation market. So well, and this is, this is a new thing big for those people that are really into that style of game. Some of the games that he's made.
0: But I think it's bigger than that. And you, you just, you just hit on it, Brian, we can sit here and say this, we, as the consumers can, can argue and battle. And there's still plenty of folks that, uh, and we've gotten some comments on YouTube, you know, that hey, PlayStation is still the place to be and And that's fine. But when you've got these, um, I call, I, I, I tread on calling him a developer. He's more of a, um, he's more of an inspiration right? for these games, a visionary yeah. and inspiration. He's not, I, you know, I'm not sure that he's down in the trenches developing and writing every line of code for the game, but he's more of this visionary with these ideas of these games like Death Stranding, which had an incredible story when these yeah. guys are saying, oh shit, <laughs> Sony is a Sony is a sinking ship that's just taking on water. Yep. Xbox is where it's at. I'm out. That is yep. that is more damning than any this is more damning than anything else that we've seen. Anything else that we've yep. seen. The smart TVs, the Game Pass. This is this has got oh, this takes the cake for all of it, Brian. This is it yep. right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing is the writing on the wall and seeing the big names that tied Sony these are or showcase things for Sony. These are Death still Stranded their games that they're promoting
0: on their game. Pa- what's their thing called? PlayStation.
1: Uh, P- PS now. Is that what it is? is that, yeah. Don't, game they still call game it pass. That. Um, it, it was like PS now is what I used to play in under. And then PS plus. Is that what it's still? called? Yeah. PlayStation or, or PS plus. Or PS plus.
0: Um, This is one of their games that they've got as their big promotion. Death Stranding.
1: Yep. Yep. And, and the thing is, if they keep losing these, and they've given away all of their exclusives to PC now. I just don't see it. Now, let's look. Let's kind of move on. Xbox Game Pass, they, Dave, in their presentation, here's things coming to Xbox and PC over the next 12 months. And there's a graphic sure. that they put there that shows a lot of these that are going to be releasing. So they showed in 2022 uh, all the games that they're releasing. And you can see on the left half, it's got Fallout. So, you know, uh, some of Valheim. that I've not heard of. Valheim is on there, though. That's now going to be on console as well. Grounded. Uh, and Sea of Thieves, Forza, all of these they're releasing you know, these, this content for. And then next year, they're releasing some pretty big titles. All of the League, like league of Legends, so Riot, all of their games are now going to be on Game Pass. Uh, huh. So more and more are coming over.
0: Look at, look name, at this 2023 two. lineup. Diablo, yeah. Redfall, Starfield, Starfield. Stalker.
1: Minecraft Damn. Legends for you know for kids. There's a lot of there's a lot of stock which is looking to be really good. Exactly. Yeah. Arch, you uh, mentioned Ark Two. I wow. just, I don't see how they're going to be able to compete. They right? can't. Look <laughs> at this it's, list. It's,
0: this this list is more than Sony's got on their Game Pass
1: now. And this is just what they're <laughs> adding.
0: Yeah. In the to next, the next 12 hundreds minutes. of things that are already on there.
1: Yep. And so Damn. I, it's just it's they they've really pulled their game. And just been stepping up at every moment, and like their flight simulator is amazing. If you've been tracking some of the stuff they've been doing with the, with their new flight simulator, like they, they released that thing with the with the new Top Gun, yeah. Uh, for Halo, Halo's coming out with the new version here that you can see on that list. They've released one of the Halo ships that you can fly, and you can go up to space and, and do everything in flight simulator. Uh, they're, they're just they're doing some pretty cool stuff and doing some good cross marketing. Anything that has anything to do with flying or can fly, they're putting them, the ships and everything else into their flight simulator. They're they're definitely milking their partnerships, which I think is well, smart. Use well, it. it's very it's very smart, and it it almost makes me wonder, Brian, how
0: did we like? This has obviously been unfolding behind the scenes for some period of time, and obviously it only bubbles yeah. up to the surface, and we hear about it once m- things have been announced. How long has Sony known this stuff was going on? Are they were they as much in the dark as everybody else? And I, I can imagine sitting in a Sony boardroom. It has got to be like it's got to be like the worst funeral you could ever imagine. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Sony's going anywhere. I mean, we got we got to set an expectation. Sony's not vanishing. Yeah. The PlayStation's not going away. No, nobody is saying that. Um, but you, it's almost like they need to pivot to something else. Like, yeah. I don't know, and, and I don't know what it is because they spread, can't compete. Spread, with this. Yeah, spread it out. Because well, there's and, literally and nothing I mean, to compete with. Diablo
1: 4 is being released day one on this. That's a huge game. Just, I've been looking forward to play that. There's just, there's a lot of games on here that people individually are like, oh, I've been waiting for that game. I've been waiting for that game. And you don't even have to pay any money. It, what this, this justifies the Game Pass cost. This page oh, absolutely. for your 12 month subscription. That justifies your 12 months cost aside from all the other features and the game streaming that they offer and everything else. It, you know, it's just pretty incredible. I just think they need, the one thing that I brought up is they need to figure out their subscription plans, so that if you have two TVs and you're no longer playing on a, one single piece of hardware, uh, how are they going to handle that? That's the last uh, thing that for me is kind of a, a, hanging out there and waiting.
0: Well, and the good news for that is that is simply just a timing and marketing thing the technology is already there. They just need to figure out what they want to do with it. Um, so that yep. will be coming. And, and we've read a rumor from late last year, I think just a couple of weeks ago, talking about how that was, that was on its way forward. And it is.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, and they've got overwatch two coming out here. And by the end of the year, I think, or within the next year, they've just got, they've got a lot of good stuff. So good for them. And hopefully, uh, hopefully they keep it up because, it's it's kind of like, if you look at what Netflix, what happened to Netflix, once people, the, the, the people creating content realized that that's kind of where everybody was going to be, you started seeing everything on Netflix. And I think that's kind of what we're getting to now is these people know that if they want to, the, because the goal is to get your game in front of people, whether to sell DLC, because I mean, there's a reason to put your game on Game Pass. You sell the base game on Game Pass and then, put any kind of DLCs or whatever you want after that as a purchase. Uh, You know, not everything has all the DLCs in the Game Pass. So I think that there's a lot of ways. And then when you take it off Game Pass, if people want to keep playing it, they can purchase it at a discount. I think they've got the system working really well. Uh, And I I think that unless Sony starts to kind of copy this, I just think they're going to be always always so far behind that, as you said, they need to figure out something else. What else are they going to offer? Whether it's a molding, they've had the PSP, They've done mobile before. They could beat. I know they could beat uh, Nintendo when it comes to a stream, uh, mobile device. I mean, the, the Nintendo's always come short when it and and the Switch is the first thing that they've really done in a different way. I felt like you could take that away. Look at how they haven't been updating the Switch. People are buying the uh, the the Steam version of it. If you came out with something that competed with the, with that but had the ability maybe to connect a game pass open up if you can't compete with them games make a studio where you sell stuff and then make a device that can play any games something like that like they got to figure out something they do hardware <laughs> you know they could figure it out i just i don't know i haven't seen any hints of them coming out with something that tells me that they're doing it Agreed. i haven't seen any any whispers on the internet so i don't know i'm i'm worried that sony may be far behind and you know, with the economy and everything else going on, are they in a place where they can fight their way out of it? Maybe, and, maybe not. It doesn't yeah, that, seem like it at the moment.
0: Well, and that's the million-dollar question: What do they do to try? To, for example, you brought up Nintendo. Nintendo's not trying to compete with Xbox or PlayStation. They're on their no. own uh, owned island, kind of doing their own things with their IPs and their devices and consoles are incredibly popular. I know. I think you have a couple of Switches there, Brian. I know I've, I've got, got two one. Of them, yeah. Um, they just kind of do their own thing that they let Sony and Microsoft duke it out. And they're just, there, like, Hey, you want to play, uh, you want to play Mario? <laughs> come over here. You want to play Zelda? Come, come over here. Um, and it will be interesting yep. to see if maybe, maybe that's what Sony does and kind of separates yeah, the device.
1: Well, I'm not even the saying of device, but I'm, but also but I'm just, can play their 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 version. Like that's what Nintendo does. If You want to play Mario, you're going to use that device, right?
0: Well, and I but I, and I think that's the problem is that as and we talked about this is that Sony does not have the IP. Now they have the older IPs. You look at a lot of those yeah. old. Like a PlayStation Two is arguably the, which t- works on a the, small screen. But I'm just talking about in general. The PlayStation Two. You first of all, it's the console. It was the best selling console of all. Uh, second best, I think the Wii sold better, but. Best selling console of all time had an extensive game library for nearly 10 years. Games were coming out for this thing. Just an incredible console. They just they 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 uh, unbelievable console. PlayStation 2 arguably my favorite console. Uh, Second favorite console besides beside the uh, Sega Sega Dreamcast. So they've done it. But Mm -hmm. look at all like Brian, I can go out to my living room and I've got all my PlayStation 2 games on a shelf. None of those games are out right now. They haven't done anything yeah. with 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 Crash Bandicoot. Even some of these other games like Ratchet and Clank. I know they've tried to revitalize some of that series. I don't think it's gone over super well. Um I, I don't know, I I can't. I assume maybe Brian that there's a lot of wheels turning behind the scenes, and Sony mm-hmm. is, is ramping up, and then it one day it'll just there'll be a big announcement of something big. But the longer that that takes, and the more and more that Microsoft just yep. keeps pounding it in. Um, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen at all. That's
1: the thing. With all those old IPs, if they could just release something and that allows you to play all those old IPs, that would be a huge hit. Because they have so many games, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. I don't know what they could get, We you know, as far as PlayStation 3 playing on certain devices. But you could get it to where all that whole system is available to be able to play those games that would be one way but they've got to figure out something that makes them unique and short of taking advantage of their old ips i just how are they going to do that because that's really all they got at this moment
0: yeah that's the million dollar question all right brian um where can people find you on the uh, interwebs
1: well if you want to find me at brian Aldridge on gab parlor getter truth social uh, of course twitter boise computer if you want to find my blog bite of com. And then go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, join our server on Discord if you want to come check out our ARC servers, submit some news that you think we should be covering. Also, if you want to watch the video forms, Twitch, YouTube, Bitshoot, and D DLive, uh, those are uh, streaming live and also rec- uploaded after the fact. And then if you want to listen to the show on your podcast form, go ahead and go to the lower right-hand side, pick the device or platform that you want to use. Those are not available for the live show, but we upload those right after we're done. Uh, if you are following along with uh, and listening after the fact, I've encouraged you to go to the particular episode and click the show notes for that because we got links for videos and all the different articles that we refer to are all uh, right in there and easy to, to view. And, and there's a player and audio uh, player in there as well for video and audio. Uh, if you want to support us, infectionpodcast.com forward slash support, or there's the uh, support option up top on the website. And we appreciate all those that have been supporting us through all of these years.
0: Yes, absolutely, and uh, I don't know. With these, this new Arc out probably might have to do some server upgrades, uh, and we do have. Uh, we do have some. <laughs> that's fun actually stuff. that's
1: been being discussed uh, as possible ways to do that.
0: So. Okay, well, perfect. So In we'll. we'll, the uh, we'll with, yeah, we'll with go.
1: Falcon, who's kind of our Arc manager at the moment.
0: Yeah, i was saying yeah, the conversations are happening now between me. i have been cut out of the conversation. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just, I, I'm just.
1: Actually, I spoke. I spoke with Falcon about this yesterday. i you, know, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm just the.
0: I'm just the button pusher here. Don't need to tell old Nick anything. He'll just show up every Tuesday and run his little show with his video and all that stuff. Nobody cares. Um, again, Brian, you mentioned the website. Uh, we showed the ARC and the uh, ArmA trailer. Go ahead and uh, you could, if you're audio listener, head on over to the show notes super cool trailers for both of those uh brian as always thank you very much my friend greatly appreciated and uh we will catch up with you next week talk to you soon thank you all right uh if you want to check out some of my political antics and ongoings you can head on over to the brand new and improved nickcraig.com, where you can check out the wilmington's morning news podcast each and every day you can find show notes links to all of my social media on there as well you can go ahead and check that out and again if you missed any portion of this show you can head on over to our website check out our show notes at infectionpodcast.com thank you so much for joining us everybody have a great week we'll see you next time